What's going on, beautiful people? The Black Hokage here, aka TBH. And to be honest, welcome back to my show, Hokage Thoughts. The show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you choose to listen to this show on. Today, in which I'm recording, is January 16th, 2021. And it's been a rough couple weeks for me, but. And listen, I know I said I was going to talk about some things on the next show, which would be this show, but I decided not to. Um, it's no real benefit to it, so I'm going to keep it cute. What I will say is, uh, Guard your heart, kings. Guard your heart. Don't listen to what anyone says, but instead what they do. Can I get an amen? All right. Now, before we get into the show, I want y'all to support this motherfucker by rating it five stars on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to support the show. I can't even talk. It is the best way to support the show. If you rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts, it moves my show up the algorithm, which in turn brings in new listeners. If you want to financially support the show, the show will be... What is... If you want to financially support the show... I sound like a whole lot of red beep, 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 which is, <laughs> I didn't even put that on the notes, but that was something we could, I could, I could like talk about real quick, fucking whole lot of red. Oh my God. A whole lot of bullshit. How about that? That album was, that shit was like 20 tracks of straight garbage. I, yo, if there was ever a visualization of like ear cancer, it would be that album. Anyways. Uh, yeah. If you want to financially support the show, you can do that by hitting my cash app. Dollar sign the black Okage 08 is my cash app. Uh, it's right there on the screen if you're watching the video version at youtube.com slash the black Hokage You can send a dollar five ten a hundred a million whatever you feel is needed in order to support the show It keeps the kid motivated remember dollar sign the black Hokage away um, So a couple quick things uh, before we uh, get into the meat and potatoes of everything uh, quick stories uh, since the last podcast the the, the, the MAGA, the MAGA army, <laughs> they raided the Capitol. I don't know if y'all saw that. I'm making a joke like it's funny, but it's really not. Uh, that shit is, that shit is, America is in a sad state. And, you know, I didn't want to say it on the last show. I didn't want to, I haven't really wanted to say it like on the stream, but I, I'm kind of at the point where we're halfway through January. God damn time flies, doesn't it? We're halfway through January and it, it's, it's starting to feel like um, 2021 is going to be 2020 remastered, 2020 plus or 2020 uh hd I, I i don't know it's feeling like 2020 all over again motherfuckers is not acting right i just seen a video on twitter of bow wow apparently he threw some concert in, in in houston and he had just had thousands of people at the venue half naked chicks everywhere dudes everywhere fucking and 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 like yo the covid's about to spike because of that that's another really sad thing about the storm in the capital shit it's not just the fact that you know they invaded a government building and and causing insurgency but also you know all those people being together uh that's gonna co that's gonna spike covid because those people those people that uh that stormed the capital they're not from dc they're from people they're people that drove in flew in to, to cause trouble um and now they're gonna go back to wherever they're from and they're gonna spread whatever they have if they have something to their family and friends which is gonna spread it even more to even more people like it's so easy to like we are really living in if you've never played the division one that's the story of the division um there was like a a strand of smallpox that came back and a scientist or a doctor or whatever he put it on some dollar bills because you know the quickest way to spread it one of the quickest ways to spread a disease is through currency you know money is getting exchanged all the different times so people's hands are touching it that's literally what's happening with covid right now on the good side of things though the fbi is rounding these motherfuckers up I I just seen some social media influencer that was at the rally or the, the insurgency because these motherfuckers are terrorists he got rounded up and a bunch of other people but uh it's it's spooky it's spooky and a lot of ignorant people think that when joe biden becomes president on the 2021st whenever whenever the inauguration is like shit is just gonna nope we still got work to do people uh so i'm gonna just stay my black ass in the house it feels like we about to have cabin fever again uh it's gonna be it's it's crazy i was thinking about this shit 
like i really thought covid was gonna be like two to three months tops maybe four like just chilling in the house oh you know get a break from the outside well, no big we just gonna play some games we're just gonna stream it's like i miss traveling man i miss traveling i was on i was on a move before it. <laughs> if you watch the video version you know why i'm laughing i was on the move i was on the move but now i'm just i'm just sitting here potting i'm potting um so I, I'm, I'm gonna try to be positive keep it together uh let's manifest some positive energy and you can do that by hitting this five stars on apple Podcasts. that's the best way to help this show uh another quick story uh la, 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 la. oh ooh, then let me switch to my other view let me see let me show you guys so i don't think i've ever talked about this on the podcast but i know i've definitely mentioned it to the guys the importance of using a password manager so i use a password manager i use LastPass, but there's like a million different ones there's like Dashlane. there's like i don't know there's a whole bunch of different ones um and like I write down my master password for my password manager and like I had that on a piece of paper in the house or whatever. Please use a password manager because you never know when you're going to need to access account that you hardly ever use and you might have forgot the password. Also, they're great for actually generating really hard uh, passwords to get in the first place. But if you really want some advice on why you should use a password manager, ladies and gentlemen, I should get a password manager fucking sponsorship. Um, so this is actually like a follow up story just to give you the gist of it. So there was a guy for those of you unaware, Bitcoin is on fire right now, which is and one of the reasons. For those of you unaware of why Bitcoin is right now, it's worth $36,000 right now. One Bitcoin is worth $36,000. And I remember when this shit came out when I was like in high school, uh, uh, was 2009? No, I graduated 08. So yeah, it was like the year after high school. Uh, I remember people telling me about this shit and it was literally worth pennies. It was worth actually less than pennies. And boy, I wish I would have bought some of this shit back in the day because I knew what it was when I was 19. I definitely did. But I didn't know that it was going to fucking blow up or whatever. Oh, it was invented in 2008. My bad. Um, so I, it did come out when I was in high school. I'm not bugging. Um, but nowadays it peaked like last week at 40,000 and now it's starting to go down, but it's going back up. But it's staying in the 30,000s, man. This shit peaked at 40,000, one Bitcoin. Even a fraction of a Bitcoin will make you a lot of money if you can just pump money into it or whatever. And one of the reasons that I, I in my opinion, I think it's surging is because people are scared like the government might collapse or something you know bitcoin is is a is a, is a form of currency that's uh based off uh blockchain and and and, and mining in the pcs and everybody agree blah 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 real technical shit um so yeah just the the whole insurgency on the capital i think that did help spike it because people are like scared like yo man buddy where's the money going we gotta get the bitcoin we gotta get the bitcoin oh man i wish i would invest in it so what does bitcoin have to do with the story that i want to share there's a story that came out of a dude who owns several, uh, he owns a lot of Bitcoin. He owns exactly $220 million worth of Bitcoin, but he cannot access it because he bought it way back in like 2008 and then he just let it sit. The shit blew up, but he doesn't remember his password to the account. So this man is just all over social media. They're interviewing him. They're doing stories on him. And they're saying that like, yo, my G, like you need to figure that password. I'm pretty sure hackers are trying to figure out how to get into his fucking account or whatever. Um, and then there's this follow up article where basically the owner of the account said he's made peace with it. He might not ever become a millionaire, man. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and read the article, but you get the gist of it. Please use a password manager. I can't tell you how many times. Uh, there's been like an old account that I needed access to and I could not remember it, but I, thank God I saved it in my password manager. So I was able to autofill the shit. So don't be like this guy. This guy's out of $220 million because simply he didn't take the time to remember his password. Mm. Um, mm. 
Anyways, uh, let me go back to my full screen. Let me go back to my full screen. Where is it at? There we go. Uh, what else we got? Uh, oh, that's all I got on the on the quick. There's not a lot of interesting stories because like if you have if you're following me on my YouTube channel, I've been trying to pump out more content. YouTube.com/slash/TheBlackOkage. And like right now, what seems like does the best on my YouTube channel in terms of views and in terms of bringing in new subs is just doing news stories. People really seem to like me doing like I do basically like a smaller condensed version with more editing and kind of jokes in there of like the podcast uh, where I just talk about like the hottest news story of the day and I give my intake on it because a lot of people just kind of react to shit. I don't want to be a reactor. I want to give some actual type of insight into it while also giving some good editing and some jokes. So I'm trying to take something and make it my own. And that's been doing pretty decent on my channel. I'm still looking for that video, though. I'm still looking for that video that just takes me off like to the next level because the people who watch my content, they seem to really enjoy it. It's just hard to get that algorithm love. Like people are really in love in um, my cyber. I uninstalled Cyberpunk 2077. We're going to get into that. Um, I, I uninstalled it and I did a whole video about that. And like people seem to really love that video. But it's like, damn, how can I get the algorithm to show me some love? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, that's one of my goals for 2021. Uh, start taking YouTube more seriously. Like, I know some of you don't refuse to believe it, but like Twitch has been my priority. Um, I've been doing very well over there. Uh, to all you hating ass niggas. Uh, but I'm switching over and I'm cutting, just dialing back a little bit on the Twitch. Although I got a big announcement coming, but uh, I'm sort of dialing back a little bit on the streaming and then trying to trying to be a little bit more consistent with the YouTube. And I'm trying to find that balance between putting out some like comedic videos, but then also putting out some videos that can hit the algorithm, like news stories and shit. And even still, like the comedic videos, I don't even know how I feel because a lot of y'all be talking about y'all miss the old me and shit. And like I'll upload those VR chat, those VR chat videos are doing horrible on my fucking channel. The last one that I uploaded two days ago has like six thousand views, which is terrible for me. Somebody with fucking six hundred thousand subscribers, and it's like it's it's really weird how like the people who watched it thought it was fucking hilarious and it was a funny video. It's really weird to me how people say they want to watch funny videos from me, but that they don't watch it they just watch videos of me reading fucking news articles and giving my take on it and as far as i'm concerned that's easier to do so that's what i'm gonna do because that's what y'all like to watch it's like people say they want one thing and, and this is funny because it actually goes back to what i literally that's crazy i swear to god i did not plan this it goes back to what i said at the beginning of um the podcast and it's funny because that doesn't even pertain to what i'm talking about i was talking about relationships with people but like your audience will say they want one thing but the numbers say otherwise they're watching something completely different so i'm going to stop listening to y'all i'm just going to do whatever the fuck i want uh and see what sticks and stick with that um right now it seems like following the news line the news story is working for me the news the news headlines is working for me that's what i was trying to say uh and actually uh, so that that's why the podcast might be a little bit shorter like i need y'all to submit good questions so we can have more y'all like the life sections more anyway so what does it really matter um and that's that's why i don't have like a lot of news stories to talk about on the podcast because i've been trying to do that but that being said i do have one story that is very interesting let's switch over to the screen after i take a swig of this water all right y'all oh new water bottle alert new water bottle alert you gotta get that swig in all right, so the next joint I got for y'all is, it's funny, this is this is a day after I published my, um, my Cyberpunk 2077 uninstall. So, article came out literally today. Cyberpunk 2077's full development reportedly did not start until 2016. So they announced this game way back in 2018, but they was just sitting on their ass, not really doing much. Um, and then the, the co-headline, the CD Projekt Red executives were overconfident and unrealistic about the game's launch, according to a news report. A new report looking into what went amiss with the rollout of Cyberpunk 2077 points to overconfidence from management 
is a key problem in the reveal that's full development of a game announced in 2012. What was announced in 2012 didn't begin until 2016. So they was just, I don't know, maybe they were just working on the Witcher 3 DLC or something. Um, this this guy, Jason, who interviewed more than 20 current and former CD Projekt Rick staff, found that the game's development was plagued by unrealistic deadlines and technical issues. The company hit the reset button on the game in 2016, but a demo of Cyberpunk 2077 showcased that E3 2018 was almost entirely faked. That's fucking wild, bruh. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I hadn't read this article before I started recording this podcast. I just read the headline. I was like, ooh, I'm gonna save this for the podcast and we gonna read it together and react. That's wild because I come into play here. That demo that they're talking about, that they showcased in 2018 at E3, me, Ethos, and uh, I think it was Siggy, we saw it at E3. I was there. They, okay, so at E3 2018, that's when they first revealed um, Cyberpunk 2077. And if you go check out the GI channel, youtube.com slash GI updates, there's a video of us reacting to it in 2018 of what we saw. We weren't allowed to record. It was like some Illuminati shit. And now this makes sense. It was some Illuminati shit at E3. It was tucked off in the corner in this dark ass room. And then they said, you better not take no pictures. You better not record nothing. And we're going we gonna to put the, the FBI on your ass, the CIA. They're going to they gonna send Agent 47 to knock our ass out and shit, right? And But what they did tell us is they showed us the game. They showed us like a 45-minute demo. After that, they did say we were allowed to describe what we saw. We just couldn't record it. So that's why we put out that video trying to describe what we saw, what we liked, and what we didn't like. So it's really wild to me. That in this article, they're acknowledging that demo that I saw in 2018 when I was the lucky few people that saw it, it was fake. That's wild. That's wild. And you know what's funny too? I do remember in that demo, there was like a there was like a move where the dude jumped on the wall and then he clutched to the wall and he was like shooting. I didn't even see that in the fucking game. Um, the game ran really smooth too back in 2018 when they showed it to us. Not yo, that shit was fake. It's making sense now. That shit was fake. Because what I saw behind closed doors was much more polished than what I played this past month. Um, but anyway, the developers also suffered from the impact of COVID-19's pandemic. Yep. Uh, with programmers on the PC version and testers on the console version working separately from each other. In the months leading up to December 10th's launch, reports uh, emerged that CD Projekt Red staff uh, had long hours to meet the launch deadlines. Almost immediately after the release of Cyberpunk, console players encountered widespread bugs. Yeah, we know that. Blah, 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 blah. blah. What happened to Sony? Blah, 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 blah. We know that. Uh, CD Projekt Red co-founder Marcin issued an apology. Da, da, da. All right, so they're just basically leading up to what it. So that's the gist of the article. This, this, these first two paragraphs right here. So it looks like they didn't do shit, hardly anything for four years. The little bit that they did do, they hit the reset button on 2016. They got cocky. That's wild because I yo, I said it in my CD. Um, I did a video. I did a video talking about the apology from CD Projekt Red, and in that video, I said. I'm, I'm not sure whether or not they're sorry or they're sorry they got caught because I was like, my gut tells me that they got a little bit cocky after The Witcher 3. Everybody was saying CD Projekt Red was the greatest of all time. And, you know, it happens like is it when, when people don't show you the love that you're used to seeing, when you get a little bit of popularity, that shit can go to your head, bruh. Um, it went to their head and they got cocky with this shit, man. So that's wild to see that this game, it, it was only four years. But even still, is that really an excuse? It was still four years in development and it still came out just really unoptimized. Um, I think they should have just pushed it back another year and just cleaned it up some more with the pandemic. But I guess they had to uh, appease the appease the board and get to the money. So if you're wondering why the game doesn't run the way that it's supposed to, it's because they weren't working on it as long as they, they everybody thought they were. 
survey says that was a lie and it's funny that we're actually just talking about how cyberpunk wasn't ready to be released because i actually want to review the game now that i'm finished that's a perfect leeway into my cyberpunk 2077 um review so let's talk about it no spoilers don't worry about it i'm not gonna spoil anything we just mainly talking about the game the mechanics and all the other things like that so i wrote down a bunch of positive and negatives for cyberpunk 2077 to let you know was it worth the wait and the answer is no all right, so first positive. Let me see, how many I got? Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. I got five positives and a whole bunch of negatives. Uh, um, <laughs> anyways, so the first positive, the world of cyberpunk is gorgeous. Night City or whatever the fuck it's called is gorgeous. There's a lot of vibrant colors everywhere. The lighting, the lighting is done really well in this game. Um, the way that the reflections and the lighting uh, comes up off the buildings. The scale of the city, when you first walk into the city, the density of all the people there and then the buildings, there's a real sense of scale and you really get to feel that when you unlock in the, the, on the skill tree, there's ability to get the double jump. When you get the double jump in the game, it completely, I was not having a lot of fun with this game, I'm not gonna lie. When I unlocked the double jump, it completely changed the game and you actually got to feel the scale of the city and you were able to attack attack missions at a different angle so the world is gorgeous a lot of interesting characters people are having dialogue everywhere there's shootouts on the street there's things police are doing things it it felt like the city was alive for the most part until you got towards like more of the edges of the city then it was just kind of people that was only like in the heart of the city then when you got more towards outside of the city like in the hood and shit and like where the nomads live it was just people walking around it wasn't really anything going on but for the most part i think the world is actually really dope with cyberpunk 2077 that's probably one of my favorite things about the game they really crafted a world that uh engaged you for the most part um first negative and we're just gonna get this out the way the obvious bugs and glitches although this world is gorgeous and great to look at um the bugs and glitches in this game it breaks the immersion if you watched my uh cyberpunk 2077 uninstalled video i even said it in the video i streamed my entire playthrough um and i think i got like 40 hours or something like that on the game and my entire playthrough i streamed it and there was not a single stream where i did not encounter any glitches and it wasn't like one or two glitches i'm talking about like i was running into glitches every few minutes wild shit like the most one of the most common ones is that my character would enter the speed force where the game would just uh propel you forward and like it would just throw you all the way it would throw you across the map there was time where like i was driving and cars were flying at it. they dropped out of the sky and almost blew me up and that shit pissed me off too because i was in a i was in the middle of a racing mission and some cars flew out of the sky and dropped down and almost bombed me to death um there's all types of like head and like character glitches clipping my scope disappeared freaking um npcs not responding not walking and being where they need to be like it was it was really bad and it's hard it's really ironic that they built this game that's supposed to be around immersion and there's nothing but bugs and glitches galore this is easily one of the buggiest glitches that games that i ever played and the only reason i didn't uninstall it is because none of it was game breaking it was all like goofy stupid shit but if it would have been something like assassin's creed valhalla where i got stuck in a death loop i would have uninstalled it earlier i uninstalled this game because it was fucking boring i beat the game i beat the final boss i got to the ending and apparently i literally had like two minutes left in my ending but i turned it off it was so fucking i got the bad ending I, uh, there's seven endings in the game and apparently i got the worst one and that shit was just bored me i was like I, it was so disappointing to waste so much of my time to get that ending and i wasn't even talking about that that negative but yeah bugs and glitches they are real they're supposed to be a big patch coming out in a few days and they're going to keep patching it all throughout the year so in my opinion if you want to play this game probably wait a few months uh because in its current state it is bad like enemies don't respond you get the point next positive 
this is a man's game like a man's game no, that's not the way no this is a gamer's game that's what i meant to say kind of like how people say i'm a that's a man's man right there this is a gamer's game this is not for the faint of heart this game has a large skill tree there are multiple different skills there's like um there's your your strength your reflexes your intelligence like your hacking your stealth abilities and something else and then inside of each of those where you can allocate skill points there's like three different skill trees within those so there's like fucking a hundred different skill trees there's so many different ways which by the way there's gonna be a ton of shit on the map so it's plenty of skill points to unlock uh so if you're a type of person who really loves to customize a character i'm not gonna lie you you be damned to find a game that's deeper than cyberpunk 2077 in terms of skill trees there's a tons of customization here and you can really make a character how you see fit the only thing i didn't like about the skill tree is like this game is an open world uh, RPG um, and you can steal cars, but you have to have like a high level strength to steal cars. It's not like Grand Theft Auto. Once you get to the main world, you can't just steal cars. You got to make sure you have an eight on your strength and that shit's annoying because you start with like a three. So make sure to put skill points on your strength. Um, the next negative, the menu system, the UI is ass. Oh my God, it is convoluted. They could have spent more. I like a simple menu, man. One of my favorite menus ever was the Xbox 360 blades, right? The original Xbox 360 blades, where you just slide it to the side. Like, that's that's what I like. I like a simple menu that gets me from point A to B. That's why I like the PS5's UI. The UI in this game, it's just cluttered. And there's shit everywhere. Then you got to answer the phone. You got to answer text messages and shit, too. Like, the crafting and all that shit is all over the place. The best way I can equate the, the UI in this game is it's like one of those shitty open world survival games on Steam. It's like it's like a big ass grid and like you got to click and drag shit and fucking craft this and move move that and you got to find this menu which is hidden in this menu and this menu only unlocks when you speak to this character like it's just it's too much man game developers clean that shit up I didn't really like I didn't really like the UI like that um my next positive is the gunplay um I started off trying to do a stealth gameplay uh because I'm, I'm a big stealth dude but I didn't enjoy the stealth in this game. Uh, I guess that could be a negative. I didn't write that down, but I didn't enjoy the stealth in this game. It's kind of ass. Um, so I, I decided to just go guns blazing and I did a um, I did more of a sniper assault rifle playthrough. Um, I would do like a little hacking here and there, like turn the I would be stealthy until I got caught, basically. But the gunplay is the positive for me. Like uh, it's pretty I would say it's serviceable. It's not the greatest gunplay I've ever seen, but it's serviceable. I did actually really enjoy sniping in this game. That was my favorite part. If you actually watch my playthrough, I, I played like Call of Duty. I did a lot of double jumping and fucking uh, jumping to the side and then fucking no scoping and, and, and quick scoping people. So I think the gunplay is very serviceable in this game. Uh, it doesn't start off very good, but as your character starts to get better, um, uh, you'll, you'll, the game will start to get more fun. This is one of the games where like the gameplay got more fun the more I played it because I almost quit it early on. And that's because what's cool about it is the more you do something, the, the better your character gets at it. So if you run a lot, your character will get better at running. You see what I'm saying? If you shoot a lot, your character, it, it just naturally happens like the level up on top of the skill points with the skill tree. Going And that goes back to what I said when I said, this is a gamer's game. This game is not for the faint of heart. If you don't pay attention and you don't like to do any of that shit, it ain't gonna be for you. Um, The next negative I have is... Honestly, this is a hardcore RPG, but I did not find most of the characters in this game interesting at all. Uh, I found the main character storyline interesting. Um, Jackie was cool until, you know, um, and then uh, uh, fat ass Rick Ross at the beginning. He was cool until, you know, um, freaking I did. I did like Johnny Silverhand. Um, that's that's Keanu Reeves character. He was cool. Uh, and then Pan Am was cool. But after that, like, you meet so many different people, I did not give a fuck about most of the characters in this game. 
um and it the game just lost my attention because of it and, and and it sucks too because this game is very dialogue heavy and not only is it dialogue heavy um unfortunately this is one of those games i didn't put in the negatives but now I'm, rem I'm remembering unfortunately this is one of those games that gives you the illusion of choice like there'll be like four different dialogue options when you talk but none of them matter except for the first one the first one is always what moves the storyline forward the other ones it, they just be talking and you don't get mo i don't want to say never because sometimes you do but for the most part from what i saw it doesn't give any extra context or lore or any hints and what you need to do in the mission so i found myself just picking the first dialogue option every time there's an illusion of choice there and i didn't really like that which makes it worse because the characters are not interesting with all the damn talking um so yeah that was that was that was one of my negatives i just didn't find i didn't give a fuck about any of the characters i like the world but the characters nah um next positive you can play this game the way you want to you can play it stealthy you can play it action you can hack people and make them blow up and all this other shit or you can just run in and shoot uh, uh you can take the high ground and defeat anakin uh as obi-wan uh or you can sneak through the door like there's so many different ways that you can tackle the game and i always love a game that gives you a choice there's an illusion of choice when it comes to speaking to characters but there's no illusion of choice when it comes to actually actually playing the game and i think that's the best part about the game is the actual gameplay even though it's not that great in my opinion if i had to describe it uh cyberpunk 2077 is fallout meets deus ex it's it's those two who had a baby but in my opinion this game is not as good as neither i enjoyed fallout way more than this game i enjoyed deus ex way more than this game but it feels like a combination of those two games if i had a, if i had to compare it to something um next negative is there's too much pointless shit on the fucking map dude when you get first of all the first the prologue in the game is four to six hours depending on how many side missions you do in the prologue um, it took me four hours to do it. I just ran through it. And even still, it felt too long. And then you get to the thing where it says, welcome to Cyberpunk. And the city opens up. And then you open the map up when you get to the main city. And you see everything on that map. It looked like a game developer just threw up on it. It's so dense with shit to do. And the worst part is, I hate this about games. I'm driving to a mission and five more missions pop up on my map. Oh, it looks like you found a new mission. Just leave me alone, dude. It's too much. And Assassin's Creed Valhalla is guilty of this shit, too. It's just too much, man. Um, I, I feel like so many gamers have complained that games don't have enough content, that now, now game developers are leaning. They, they went from not putting enough content in to now they're leaning towards fucking uh, just doing too much. And it's like, for me, a good 8 to 30 hour game is is enough i don't need my game to be 100 million hours and this is this game doesn't have to be 100 million hours from my understanding the main story is only like 20 hours like i said i put 40 in. i did a bunch i did a few side missions and then after that i just i was like fuck it it's just too much shit on this map this is one of those games where i say it's as long as you want it to be but i will say you want to play the side missions because that's one of my positives uh that's my last positive actually the side missions in my opinion were actually more interesting than the main storyline the side missions um they consist of like singular insular stories where you get to know different characters in the world and they have their own different problems and you help them and it helps you get better upgrades and money and shit like that um almost akin to like um ghost of shishima and i said that on stream i was like why am i enjoying the side missions more than i'm enjoying the main storyline this main storyline is just some fake ass deep cybernetic net running bullshit like i i didn't give a fuck about that shit uh but the side missions i enjoyed them um the main side missions will i say because there's like several there's story driven side missions and you'll know what i'm talking about i forgot what they were called i forgot what they were called but you'll know what i'm talking about there's story driven side missions and then there are side missions where it's like go clear out this area for the police go clear out this gang not those ones not that busy work that that shit you see in, in, in ubisoft games but this, for the most part the side missions were lit 
Um, what else I got? Negatives. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Ooh, performance issues. Um, I played on PC. Uh, if you guys want to know my PC rig, I got a 2080 in there, 32 gigs of RAM. Um, I got a Ryzen 2700X. I got a pretty high-end PC. Um, and I was having performance issues. I would say it ran good like 75% of the time. Uh, but I did get a lot of frame drops and stutters when the action would pick up or when I was downtown and it was more dense. And this is after I turned the graphics down. I had all the shadows like on low or medium and shit. I only had like the textures on high. I didn't even have, I didn't have ray tracing on or anything like that. Like this game is poorly optimized. And I told y'all CD Projekt Red is not good at optimizing their games and people didn't believe me and now y'all mad. So yes, this game does have performance issues. Hopefully when they patch the game, it'll get better. But for now, in the current state in which I beat it, it wasn't running the best. Uh, you are going to run into stuff. Uh, stutters um and last but not least i talked about the ending i didn't really like my ending although there's seven so i'm not gonna knock it too much this is the one i got was really bad um it just i don't even know if this is fair to put this on there it just didn't feel like this game was worth the wait um whether you want to consider the game under development for seven years or four years four years it still wasn't worth the wait like most games like two three years and they come out great this shit was just like i'm gonna be honest it's very rare that i give a no nah, should i give a score should I give us? I don't want to give a score, man. I don't be giving scores because you know when I when you give a game a score, people would be fucking. They be focusing on that shit too much. The best thing I can say is like this game is not absolutely garbage. It's not trash, but it's not gonna be for everybody, and it is unoptimized. And there's no way in my right ass my 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 sane black ass mind that I could recommend this game at sixty dollars. I don't think this game is worth sixty dollars. I think it's cool if you're into hardcore RPGs. I would say wait and pick it up when the price drops, when it's like thirty dollars. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even get like let's say they come out with the patch tomorrow. Do not buy this shit for sixty dollars based off the principle, bro. Wait till this shit is like thirty forty dollars, then maybe pick it up if you're into hardcore rpgs but if i would have finished this game in 2020 would have this would have this been one of my top games this shit wouldn't even have been in my top five i'm gonna be honest maybe at the bottom of the 10 if i do a 10 i'm thinking about doing a top 10 video i gotta figure out what would be on my list but if if if, if cyberpunk makes the list it'd be at the fucking bottom like this is not a game of the year contender to me it's it's bootleg ass deus ex deus ex deus ex mankind divided was better than this game yeah i'm saying it now what now what pick it up when the price drops and uh that's my opinion on cyberpunk 2077 next i'm playing immortals uh phoenix gods although 2021 is a new year it looks like we're all going to be stuck indoors sadly but you could still use this new year to improve and learn something new that's where today's sponsor skillshare comes into play with skillshare you can find inspiration in the moment and learn how to express your creativity look between me and you there might be some upgrades coming to the gi podcast so i wanted to spruce up on my camera skills what i did is i took a photography course on how to style and shoot by daniel's innkeep what i love is this course is only eight parts with the longest part only being eight minutes i learned a lot about the importance of angles and proper lighting but this isn't all they have. They have thousands of courses on various topics such as film, editing, GFX, networking, building websites, leadership, minimalism, and you name it, they got it. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. And since they're a sponsor of the show, you can explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash Hokage and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash Hokage to claim your free trial of thousands of classes at Skillshare.com slash Hokage. Uh, and I'm also probably going to, I, I want to get that, uh, that Rocky game because I got a, I got an Oculus Rift for those of you unaware. I got an Oculus Rift and I've been playing that on stream a lot. Uh, la, 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 la. But yeah, what else I got on the notes? Oh, WandaVision, television. Let me get a swig of water before we talk about WandaVision. It ain't going to be long anyway, and then I'm going to get into the questions. Ugh. 
get a swig of that water yo let me know if y'all watching the video version of the podcast or you can tweet me too at mr underscore i keep it real follow me on twitter y'all want to see some custom water bottles like some water bottle merch let me get a swig of that water bottle Mm-hmm. gets the people going um <clears throat> yeah no i don't watch a lot of tv but wandavision came out and i am a super marvel fan and uh here's my first impressions man the first two episodes literally dropped like last night and i i kid you not i i only i'm not even interested in the show but i and i, I know why after watching but i did watch it i literally watched it right before i started recording so it's like fresh in my brain um and wandavision is I don't care about Wanda and I don't care about Vision. So I don't know who greenlighted this at Marvel to make this a TV show. But I I, I don't care about it. But I I tried. I tried to go into this with an open mind. But based off the first two, two episodes that I watched, first impressions, the only thing that kept ringing in my head is that, that Charlemagne the God meme. And I posted it on Twitter. Nah, this ain't it, man. So basically, something's going on with Wanda. And she created this whole fantasy in her mind. Where she's living in the 1950s with Vision as with his husband, and he goes to work, and she's at home like being a housewife. I swear to God, the best way to describe this show is I love Lucy with superpowers. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, what is this show? And they are alluding to that's not all it is. That's just the first two episodes. I don't want to get it twisted. I don't want anybody thinking I'm stupid. I was paying attention. They are alluding to the fact that there is something sinister or something else going on behind the scenes because like she's breaking the fourth wall at certain points or um, like at the end of the first episode, they I don't want to spoil it, but they showed something and then it, you can tell there's something dubious going on behind the scenes. Not as all this seems. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's all in her head. It's all like an imagination. So maybe it's I think somebody had told me on Twitter that the show is supposed to be a slow burner. That's what the director said. But I I didn't know it was going to be this slow. Like, it, I w- bro, the first two episodes, I swear to God, the first episode is about Vision goes to work. He goes to work. And then there's like a toaster commercial. And then the second episode, and then like, oh, we love each other. And then the second episode is literally about Wanda and um, the Vision are trying to fit in with the neighborhood and they throw a magic show. I swear to God, it's some, it's, it's literally, and the show is in total black and white. I'm like, bruh, um, I don't know, bruh, this ain't, this, this ain't it. And to make matters worse, this shit is not accurate, right? Fucking what fantasy did Wanda create? Because in this fantasy that she's in, that she's living in the 1950s and they're just trying to fit in, um, there's a black family there there's like a black dude there and like he's hanging out with like all the white families and shit i think there's like a hispanic dude too and i'm like bro if this was the 50s he would have been called and excuse my language for people listen he would have been called the n-word with the hard r i ain't gonna say it i'm corporate hokage now i'm not gonna say it y'all but y'all know what i'm talking about ninja (laughs) with the hard r freaking they got this black dude on the show and it's like i love to see black actors doing anything and shit but i'm like if this supposed to be the 50s what the fuck does his black ass they would have hung his ass what the fuck is this shit, bruh? So, like I said, the director said it's supposed to be a slow burner. And like I said, they, they're hinting at stuff. There's little Easter eggs in there where you can tell there's something going on sinister behind the scenes. But from what I watch right now, just from a strictly entertainment standpoint, the shit was whack, dog. I I almost nodded off at one point. I was like, mm, this ain't it, bruh. So I'm not going to drop the show. I'm not going to drop it because they are alluding to something. I'm just going to, what I am saying is, 
I'm going to be very pissed if we get to the end of the season and it doesn't pay off whatever they're alluding to. I'm going to give it a few more episodes and hopefully it's good. So if you want to watch it, it's available on Disney Plus. Shout out to Nomad for giving me his password because you know I'm not paying for that shit. I'm actually glad I didn't. But just know if you do pick it up, there's only a couple episodes out. They dropped two episodes on day one. And no, it is very slow the first couple episodes. Um, I hope like Magneto or something shows up and just turns. I hope Magneto just shows up in her brain and just starts throwing magnets everywhere and shit. And the show just heats up and the X-Men come through fucking Wolverine. And Wolverine doesn't do that. But, you know, it would have been cool if he did. It'd be more interesting than what they showing right now. That's all I'm saying. Um, so those are my first impressions on WandaVision. I know they weren't the great, but they weren't that great, but it is what it is. Um, we're going to move on to the Q&A section of the show. For those of you aware who've never listened to the show, I take questions from you guys, the audience. What I do is before every episode, uh, I put out a tweet and I, say and I say something along the lines. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. And in that tweet, I say something along the lines of, hey, guys, working on show notes for the next show. What are the questions that you have? Anything about anything. And you can ask me anything and I'll try to answer it to the best of my ability. So this is a disclaimer. These people are answering me questions. And this is me answering. I'm tired. I'm sorry. I didn't sleep well last night. Uh, these people are asking me questions. And this is me trying to answer them to the best of my ability. My word is not law. I am not the all-seeing God. I'm just answering questions because people ask them. So you can do whatever the fuck you want with this information. And the first question comes from Philip. Shout out to Phil and Lil. Uh, and he says, what are your thoughts on Clubhouse so far? I've joined a couple of rooms. You've been in this week and it's been nothing but great, insightful conversations. These podcasts are real deal, life changing. Keep up the great content. Appreciate the compliment, bro. So for those of you unaware, before we even get to the question, if you don't know what Clubhouse is, it's probably because you're poor. Uh, Clubhouse is a new social media app. Um, it's made by some, I think, music exec, some big music exec. exec. The best, the, and it's available on iOS only right now. I believe it's going to come to Android eventually. <coughs> That's not the wrong, I swear to God. Like some spit went down my throat the wrong, the wrong way. Oh my God, bro. This, rate this show five stars. This shit sucks. But yeah, it's a, it's a new social media app um, and it's available currently exclusively on iOS and it's also invite only. So even if you have an iPhone, don't go bother searching on the phone. You have to know somebody who has an invite. So what happens is somebody can invite you and then the, you'll get three invites basically and you can invite people. So they're trying to control the quality of people. And I'm not going to lie. I heard it's going open at some point. I actually hope they keep it closed and it's invite only because it keeps high quality people in there. Um, and basically the best way I can describe this social media app, because I know a lot of you are probably thinking, oh God, another social media is it's Discord meets LinkedIn. Um, it's basically Discord for professionals, people who are looking to meet up with like-minded people and network and grow together and make money. Um, there are other, but that's during the day. During the day, Clubhouse is great. And this is the answer to your question. From the morning till the evening night, Clubhouse is great. You're going to find nothing but rooms of people talking and giving tips about like I was literally in a clubhouse yesterday for like two hours. Uh, it was like it was a bunch of big YouTubers in there. It was like me, Agent, Legend of Win Winning um, and a bunch of other big YouTubers. I And I got I, I caught like 10 follows off of that shit. Um, I, it, I, I was able to network, basically. And what happens is they have the audience and then they have like the moderators and the speakers like and they call the speakers, the people who are on the, uh, the people who are speaking, they call it the stage. So when you enter a room, when you open the app, you tell it what you're interested in, and then you'll find like a bunch of rooms people are hosting. Anybody can host a room that's on the app. When you enter it, you'll by default be a part of the audience. So you can just listen to what people are talking about. It's almost like live seminars, basically. And then if you hit the raise your hand button, the moderator, if he chooses to, they'll bring you up. 
and then you can speak on the stage when you unmute your mic. Um, so yesterday I was in a room for literally like two hours with a bunch of other big YouTubers, met a lot of great people. Oh, I am Davis was in there too. A lot of really uh, nice people. Um, we were just talking about, we were putting people on the game. We were sharing information with each other, teaching each other about Twitch and YouTube. And then there were a bunch of people in the audience. They brought them up and they got to ask questions to their favorite content creators and shit about how they can make their content. It is a great way to network. And like I said, I caught a bunch of follows off of that shit. A lot of them, very important people follow me. Um, and then I'd be in other rooms like uh, how to how to invest uh, Bitcoin rooms. There's relationship rooms. Then there's there's anime rooms. Like I was in one room. Um, it was really funny. I was just bored late at night and I hopped in there. It was about 50 people in there. And the, the title of the room was Can You Survive a Zombie Apocalypse? I was like, oh, this sound interesting. I hop in the room. They, they bring me up and I just start talking about why. I get it. It's just fun conversations sometimes with other people. But the in my opinion, Clubhouse in its best form is for networking. Um, and I've met a lot of really dope people that I think are going to help me. And I can help them in the business uh, business side. So in my opinion, what do, is, what do I think of it? It's dope. It's, it's like I said, it's Discord meets LinkedIn. I think it serves a purpose. Um, and, and and it's really easy to use too. Like like in the morning time, there's always like really good seminars, uh, people giving tips and stuff like that. And like what I'll do is I'll just put my phone on speaker and like while I'm editing, I'll be in the room just listening because I don't talk in every room. Um, and I've, I've met some quality people, met some influential people on Instagram um influential people on youtube twitter and it's like it's not just for just content creators on youtube or anything like that it's it's for everybody uh ab smooth was a regular in the twitch chat this motherfucker be networking with all the music execs and shit in there he'd be dragging me into rooms and shit i met a lot of like influential people from the bay uh who are in the radio scene over there and shit so it's like it, it's and it, it's it's different right it's not the same as like going to linkedin and Twitter and typing at somebody because you never really know what's people's intentions or you can't really feel people's energy. It's different when you have a group of like serious people sitting in a room and talking because you have to prove yourself basically. Like when I came in the room, AB invited AB invited me into a room and there was a woman that was starting an esports team and she was wondering about Twitch streaming. So they have this feature, right, where you can ping somebody. Let's say you're in a room, you hit the ping button in their name and then you get a notification sent to your phone if you get pinged, like basically, hey, come check out this room. He pinged me to join the room and this woman was making an esports team. And she was just asking for advice about Twitch streaming and shit and how she can help the kids that she's working with. And the reason he pinged me into the room is because he's like, he was like, the reason I called you is he's like, he's like, I know a guy. He's like, who's very influential on the on the influencer side of things. And I was just giving like basic tips and shit and sharing information. Literally everybody in the room, nobody even knew who I was, but AB, everybody in that room followed me after that. Like, so it's like, it's a great way. It feels much more human and natural. So to answer your question, I fuck with Clubhouse. Uh, if you have an iPhone or an iPad, I I suggest trying to find somebody to get on there. Um, I think is I think it's even if you can't get on the stage and talk to the people that you want to talk to, um, freaking you can still just listen to some great lobbies and learn some things. Like earlier today, I, I was in a room with a Soldier Boy, uh, and I was trying to get on the stage, but he wouldn't he wouldn't pull me up. He was the only moderator in the room. He wouldn't pull me up, and the shit kind of. The shit kind of like, damn, bro, because I'm trying to network with him, right? This man, Soldier Boy, in the clubhouse, and like, uh, this nigga was just hollering at all the chicks and shit, bro. I'm like, dog, bro, and it, it was, it was kind of, I was like, he had, he had said, he said, yo, who in this lobby play Call of Duty? Who trying to play? So like, I was raising my hand, like, yo, like, wouldn't y'all like to see like a stream with me and Soldier play, Soldier Boy playing Call of Duty or like Grand Theft Auto? That shit would be funny. Like, I was trying to network because I felt like we could help each other grow each other's brands and shit, but. This man was asking that question, who want to play Call of Duty? But all he was doing was talking to the IG models in there. So be aware, that's the flip side. That's the best side of, of, of Clubhouse. On the dark side, there's also Clubhouse at night. 
I don't get on the app at night because like it was funny at first, but now it's kind of annoying. There are a lot of ghetto ass people on this app and they just bored. Um, and like there's there's like a mo there's there's literally a room for moaning. Bitches just be in there moaning. Uh, there's there's rooms for throat babies and cash app and baddies. I remember I was in one room and it was a bunch of IG models in there. And then this dude comes in the room and he just starts he's just he was just real loud. He was like, where the baddies at? He's where the baddies. I'm finna hit the cash app. I'm finna hit the cash app. He dropped 50 and three different chicks cash app. I'ma hit him with a follow. I'ma hit him with a follow. Like, so there is some ratchet shit on there, but from what I see, that's mainly at night. During the day and the evening, the app is fucking great. So just be wary that the rats and the hoodlums are on there. But Clubhouse is dope. Clubhouse is dope. Look out for that app. I think it's gonna be the next big social media thing because the people who are on it, I haven't seen anybody say they don't like it. The people who are on it seem to love it. Um which by the way before i even move to the next question it's so popular it's not even this is how you know influential and good it is it's so good that twitter is actually coming out with their own feature um i forgot what it was called but they're literally copying the interface of clubhouse and they're coming out with the same exact feature where you'll be able to open rooms up and people can publicly speak with one another and shit so like look out from that from twitter i think it's called like twitter speaks or some shit like that uh let me let me look it up uh twitter clubhouse competitor but up, 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 up. Is it, let's see it. Twitter publicly test spaces. It's in beta right now. I know some people that I follow have it. What is it called though? Doo -doo -doo -doo. There's an official account for it. It is called, oh, Twitter spaces. It's called Twitter spaces. So yeah, this shit, Clubhouse is not even a public app yet. And Twitter saw the potential in this shit. They was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So if you if you think I'm playing, go on Twitter and, and, and search Twitter Spaces. It's, it's a verified account. This feature is coming. It's currently in beta. I know a couple of people who have it. They're copying the interface exactly. And to be honest, it might kill Clubhouse because Twitter is already popping and it's more popping than Clubhouse. And then it's not going to be like exclusive. So I think it's going to be a dope feature to utilize. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's a new form of social media. It's like a spin of uh whatever that shit is called uh discord but for like professionals uh next question comes from two black for snap he said if you could take one console console launch that failed and save it what would who would it be and how would you do it if i could take one console launch that failed and save it i would say like the current gen right now and when i say current gen i mean ps5 and xbox series x uh the way i would save it is push it back another year um I don't think it, I, I think I would have pushed it back to 2021 holiday 2021 um, people are damn near killing each other over these damn consoles. There's no fucking games to play. My PS5 is a direct decoration and my Xbox Series X, um, it, uh, it it's still in the box. I'm about to take it out now, like maybe tomorrow so I can finally start playing Immortals. But I would save this generation because this, this launch has been horrible and it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with the consoles itself. It's just COVID. I don't think anybody would have complained if we had one more year of PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, people, I think people would have understood because with COVID, the vaccines are starting to run out, run out, roll out. So hopefully mass vaccines will start hitting. Production lines will start picking up and we'll start getting more games uh, and more consoles. But right now, I think it's a disaster. There's there's a scarcity of consoles and there's also a scarcity of games. And if COVID wasn't here, that wouldn't be a problem. But since, you know, I'm talking about scarcity, I'm going to go ahead and plug it because I didn't even talk about it in the podcast. If you want to win a free Xbox Series X because I have two extra ones, I'm giving them away. Uh, there will be a link in the description box below of the video version of this podcast at youtube.com slash the black Okage. Don't take but a minute to sign up. You can get win a free, a free Xbox Series X. Last month, I gave away a PS5. I have another PS5. Maybe next month, I'll give that away or maybe a Switch or maybe an Oculus. I'm being more giving in 2021. That's one of my goals because the world's on fire and we could all use some positivity. So I'm trying to give you all some stuff now that I'm making a little bit extra money. Um, 
The next question comes from Adele and he says, haven't been in the game for 10 plus years, 14 to be exact, next year it'll be 15. Somebody had pointed that out to me in my Twitch chat. That's how I know I'm getting old. Somebody was like, you know, it's 2021, right? He's like, it's been 14 years now. I was like, God damn. So next year, 2022, I'll be on a 15 year run. Which by the way, going back to the clubhouse, this is an example motherfuckers made me feel old, right? So remember how I told you earlier, I was in a room with Agent and Low and fucking I am Davis and some other big like YouTubers, right? Uh, after like a couple hours of talking with everybody and dropping gems and shit, fucking, I was like, all right, I gotta go because my mom was calling me. And then also I needed to edit that. Uh, I needed to finish editing that cyberpunk uninstall video. Freaking every, like everybody in the room, I swear to God, it was like 10 different people. They was like, whoa, before you go, I just want you to know, I've been watching you since I was a jit. I've been watching you since I was a kid and everybody just started sounding off and shit. It was like, yeah, you inspired me to get into YouTube and all this other shit. And I'm like, bro, it's crazy to see the OG up in here. Like it's, it's crazy to see how much, how influential I, I am and the love I was getting uh, from like all my peers. I just wish I would hit the like button, man. I really do appreciate the things that they were saying and motivated me, man. Cause it's one of those things like people will, people will, they will shout your failures, but they will whisper your, your successes. Um, so it felt good to hear a bunch of people like, be like, yo man, I've been watching you. Like I started doing this shit cause of you, bro. And I'm talking about like big YouTubers and shit, people who are bigger than me. Um, that's that low key. That's why my, that's why my Twitter bio is my Twitter bio. A lot of your favorite YouTubers be in my DMs telling me I'm, I'm, I'm the best basically, uh, who your goat considers your goat. That's my Twitter bio. That's low key why it is. Uh, but they did it and I, I appreciated that. So that was dope to see how I inspired other people. That's what it's all about. Um, and now I'm learning from them. The masters learning from the grasshoppers because they masters of their own universe. You got to respect it. You got to make room for new legends. I love that shit. I love to see black men su uh, succeed. And I ain't no hater. I just don't be talking to a lot of people because drama, basically. I don't, I, I try to stay away from that shit. Um, but shout out to Clubhouse connecting young African-Americans together to prosper. Um, but yeah, he said, haven't been in the game for 10 plus years. Is there anything you regret or wish you had done sooner while building your platform and channel? Um, there's nothing I regret because regret implies regret implies that like you lose sleep or like you think about it a lot. Like it makes you feel bad or like guilty or something like that. That's what I that's at least that's how I interpret the word regret. Right. I will say there's some things that I wish I did differently, but it's not something I lose sleep over. Like one thing I wish I would have did differently is my rebrand when I changed my name from Modern War Negro to the Black Okage. One person who did a really great job of rebranding is uh, she used to go by Neytiri. She's a streamer. Uh, and now now she goes by Sydney on. She changed her name to Sydney on recently, like last month. She did a great way. She did a great job of rebranding. She put out a tweet and like a video and shit explaining why she changed her name. I should have did that from the very beginning. That's one thing I would have done differently, because if you want some advice, don't assume everybody's as intelligent as you. I, I'm not trying to be an ass, but most of y'all motherfuckers is, is just not the brightest bulbs, okay? And that's okay. We can't all be the brightest bulbs. Some of us got to be dim. Um, when I rebranded, the way my brain works is this guy changed his name from Modern War Negro to the Black Hokage because it was just more brand safe. Like, um, it's easier. Like, I literally, I the one, the reason I actually changed my name. I don't know if I even told this in the video that I had released in that podcast, but my agent, not my agent, but my manager, my MCN manager, multi-channel network. I used to be signed to a network called, um, I forgot what Disney owns them now. I forgot the name of them. Me and Shofu used to be signed there. What was the name of that? That was a long, that's how, that's how you know I've been around for a long time. I can't even remember the first network that I was signed to. Um, but the first multi-channel network that I was signed to, that's how you make money on YouTube. Uh, the person that was in charge of my account, my manager, he advised, he said that like, I do, I get good views and like people love my content, but like brands don't want to fuck with me because of my name is offensive, Modern War Negro. And like I said, when I made that name at 19, I just thought it was funny. I didn't think nothing of it. 
but he kind of changed my perspective on that he was like basically you blocking your own blessings with that name like people can't call you that that also happened to um the first uh that's why we originally remember the website was modernwarnegro.com and then it changed to gaming illuminati we changed it to gamingilluminati.com because it represented the group but also we couldn't go to brands and be like yo i'm from modernwarnegro.com people couldn't even say my name basically so it was it, the way my brain worked is it was it was a rebrand that just made sense but also uh but also i didn't understand too because if you actually watch my videos from the very beginning i always said that in my intros what up uh it's modern war negro aka nwn aka the black hokage aka uh what was it what was the other one um young negro catch him at the johto region flexing right but i used to always say my name was the black hokage so i thought like it was a natural i thought it would be an easy transition to go from nwn to the black hokage because literally i had hundreds of videos where i would call myself that it was literally in the one of my intro my old intros it was like a picture of me as like the black hokage and shit and i would always say it so when i changed my name i didn't think much of it like people would see the black hokage oh this guy just changed his name from nw into black hokage but it goes to show you that people don't really be paying attention to what you be saying that's one of the reasons that i kind of moved away from trolling videos it's cool to troll every once in a while but i realized people don't be people don't be listening to what i was saying like if you go back and watch some of my old videos i used to say like really clever and funny shit, and none of that mattered i i, I came to the conclusion that most of y'all the only thing y'all ever heard from me say was shut up nigga shut up you're a racist white person shut up nigga that's all y'all heard from me and like that shit used to fuck with me i was like why am i wasting my time coming up with all this clever content when you're not even listening and the way i and the reason i knew i came to that conclusion was still to this day a lot of people hit me up they'll tweet me and they'll be like yo i just got your intro dude that shit is clever and what they mean is when i my, my intro has a double entendre in it what up what up beautiful people it's the black okage aka tbh and to be honest tbh is my acronym for my name the black okage and then tbh is also an acronym for to be honest so when i do my intro it's a double entendre i still to this day get comments from people like yo that shit is clever as fuck and that was one of that's what makes me realize yo some of y'all are not the brightest bulbs because i swear to god i came up with that intro the moment dude was like you should change your name he's like is there anything you should change you can you can change your name to i was like yeah the black okage i was like i call myself that all the time he's like that works whatever and literally as soon as i got off that phone call with him like two minutes later i came up with that intro it was so easy to me but it's one of those things is like what comes easy to you you can't assume comes easy to everybody else so the rebrand i don't regret rebranding because it's paying <laughs> it's paying off in the long run trust and believe it's some big moves coming especially oh if you come through to the to the to the twitch streams you know what i'm talking about when we go mm, the dms fucking jg put in yesterday fucking i think somebody asked me a question about that too somebody i think some people figured it out what we alluding to if you look if you look at who i'm following and shit mind your business um and that's that's just on the gi front like i'm excited for 2021 i feel like i was getting bags before but like it's gonna be even bigger bags even bigger looks and i have i have some big announcements from like my personal achievements that i'm gonna be doing but i can't right now and then like the group so it feels good that we're winning like on both sides so like i would have rebranded differently i would have explained why i changed my name but i don't regret it because like i always played the long game and like i said i'm gonna be moving in some circles some people can't touch um and then another thing i wish i would have did uh is network more uh i used to always believe if your content was hot people will come to you but that's not the case you, you gotta sometimes you gotta open the door yourself and in some cases you gotta kick down the fucking door so talk to people that's why i love clubhouse like people people might think that like uh like uh 
I remember, I remember who was it? King of the fourth quarter. He had, he had rated me. I didn't even know who this dude was, to be honest. He rated me like a year ago on Twitch. He gave me like a thousand followers on Twitch. I was like, who the fuck is this? Uh, and so like, but I appreciate it. I was like, yo, that's love, bro. You, you hosted me to your community. He gave me like a thousand plus viewers and shit. So after my stream had ended, I never heard of this dude. I went to his stream and I watched his VOD back, his, um, his VOD. And at the end of the stream, he had said that, um, he's like, yo, I've been watching this dude for a while. He's like, I love his content. And he was like, I don't know if he wants the attention. He's like, I'm just going to show him some love or whatever. And it kind of changed my mind. Like, because I'm a very private person, people might interpret that as like, I hate everybody or like, uh, I just don't, uh, you got to be careful who you talk to. It's a lot of weirdos and shit. But it, him saying that made me wonder. I was like, damn. And shout out to Kenny. I was like, man, I was like, uh, he makes dope content. Make sure to check out his shit on YouTube. King of the fourth quarter in Twitch. Um, him saying that it kind of changed my perspective i was like damn i was like i wonder how many other people think that like i don't like them or have some type of problem with it or something like that like afro had said the same thing too in a private conversation i had with him one time uh we played together in twitch rivals and we ended up talking for like five hours before the tournament and he had said something similar he said i thought you had an issue with me until you shouted me out and i was like why would you think that and he's like i heard you talk about personas or something like that and i was like bro i was like i don't have no fucking problem he's like nigga, i don't even know you like <laughs> so I was like i wonder how many people think but it's cool though uh yeah he showed me love and i was like yeah i was like you know i should network more and just talk to people so they can get a better feel for you because the thing is like i think it's good to be mysterious because it creates intrigue but if you're too mysterious it can also create a narrative a narrative that you don't want on yourself and i think there's a narrative on me where people think i'm like a real hard ass it's just nah, i'm just the type of person you gotta earn my trust i'm very old school i'm not into like the, the gen z like, yeah, like the internet was around when I was a kid, but it was a luxury. It's like I didn't really grow up with the internet. So like some of these people were like, the way some people move is just like really weird to me. Uh, I don't understand that shit. And I like, I I, I know how I am, I'm a hothead. I, I real life smack niggas. Like I don't play the internet games. Uh, but anyways, uh, next question. <laughs> uh, and it comes from building and he says, do you know if you covered, I don't know if you covered this already. Do you think game journalists should be good or competent at playing games? I recently just got recommended videos on YouTube where this dude was failing at the Cuphead tutorial. I know a video you're talking about because it went viral like a year or two ago. Um, <clears throat> do I think game journalists have to be good at games? Nah, I don't think that's fair because game journalists have to play a lot of games in order to report on them and let you know what's going on in the space. So I don't think it's fair for you to expect them to be an esports pro level gamer. They're just reporting on games. Play it and report it. They play. They're no different than you and I. They just play for fun. I will say I think they should be competent. Like if you play a game for like 40 hours, you should get a grasp of things, especially like I, that's one of the reasons I started streaming my playthroughs, right? When I first started a game, like I'm not very good at it, by, but but like 10 hours into it, like once I start understanding the mechanics, I get really good. Like when I play Assassin's Creed, that's what makes Assassin's Creed and Apex. Like when I play certain games, I can like turn my brain off and like it, it becomes instinct in terms of because of how I've memorized the mechanics and like I can just talk to the chat. So like I'll be running around stabbing people. I'll be doing, I'd, I'd be doing full stealth playthroughs on Assassin's Creed and and giving life advice uh and so i think and that that comes from taking the time to learn them so i think it's important to be competent but i don't think you have to be good or like great but competent is a correct word otherwise why are you even in the business of like the games and shit like that i think people be going a little bit too hard on games journalists uh sometimes but there also is some truth to games journalists being trash some of them because i actually remember at e3 i played one game early i forgot what it was it was some star trek game it was like some star trek M mmo and like they had a demo for like the new dlc that they, they wanted to show and i remember i played it with the game dev and i ran through the demo like in 10 minutes and he was like wow he's like you're really good at games 
And I was like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? He was like, man, it usually takes people like 30, 40 minutes to get this done. He's like, most game journalists that do it. I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, I really play games, bro. I was like, this shit wasn't even hard. So I, I think there's some truth. I think that I'm the I'm the type of person, the truth is always in the middle, in my opinion. Some, but most people don't realize because they're biased, they lean one way or the other. I think the truth is in the middle. I think you should be competent, but you don't gotta be esports ready. Um, the next question, it comes from Dennis, and he says, Hey, longtime fan. Uh, appreciate you and he says back in 2015 you posted a top 15 games of the year cypher video and the video is muted now is there anywhere i can listen to it again i just remember it was fire or would you do something similar again yeah i know what video you're talking about that's actually one of my favorite videos that i ever did it took me like a whole week to produce that video i had to write the song so for those unaware i did a video for my top 10 games of 2015 um i did a i did a video where i basically rapped about why i liked every game that was one of my favorite games of that year uh and i did like beat switches it was crazy editing like that was one of my hardest like videos that i put like working in. i think it showed like a lot of effort and it sucks that i lost that video unfortunately there was a there was a part of the video towards the end where i transitioned from one beat to another and i used drake's hotline blink instrumental and it got copyright co uh stricken and, the, and my video got muted the whole video got muted because of that little part so i don't use copyright music, people. Uh, learn from my mistakes. So I lost that whole video. Uh, no, there is not another place that you can find it. Unfortunately, uh, the video is muted. Um, and it sucks, too, because that's one of my hardest working videos. I don't even think that video went viral, too. It should have went. That video should have got like millions of views. That shit was hard. Um, if anything, what I will say to all the content creators out there, if you want to learn from me, if there's videos, there are certain videos I really don't give a fuck about. Like these news article videos I've been uploading, they get good views, but I don't give a fuck about them. Um, but if there's a video that you produce and you really care about it, like, you know, you worked really hard on it and you were really proud of that shit, I'd highly advise all content creators to get an external hard drive and back up your files. I wish I would have backed up that video and had it on an external hard drive so I could maybe re-edit it and re-upload it or something like that or just have it for like my own memories and shit like that. I wouldn't back up every video, but just like, you know, the videos you really care about, like, yeah, damn, I really put in work on that shit. So that's like, no, unfortunately, I don't have the video anymore. If somebody has it, if you want to tweet it to me or email it to me at tbh, uh, my email is tbh at giupdates.tv. If you downloaded it and you have the video, that'd be cool. Maybe I can re-upload it like if I edit it or something like that. Um, but nah, I don't have the video. So that's my advice to any content creators out there. Back up your files that you care about. That's why I have I have a people be laughing like, why you got an eight terabyte? I got an eight terabyte external hard drive now. I don't play that shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, the next question comes from Milky and he said, what up, TBH? I often hear that the black community doesn't go to therapy as much as we should. Would you agree? Do you think we should use our methods as therapy or do you think we use other methods as therapy that just work as efficiently? Now, I don't think black people go uh, to therapy as much, but uh, I think the world is not black and white. I don't like the I don't like that narrative that's being pushed on black people. Um, there, there's some truth that I believe that therapy has been stigmatized in the black community. There are some people who don't believe in it and they just believe you can pray everything away. Most of those people are broke. Um, <laughs> broke and give money to the pastor who drives a fucking foreign nigga drives a Tesla to church every damn weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, most of those people that that's what they be doing. Um, but I, I, I think there's a stigma to it a little bit, but then I also think it's not that simple. I think there are, I think a lot of black people are coming around to therapy, but I think the biggest problem is just like anything else, the, a lot of the neighborhoods that we come from, we don't have the money to go to therapy. That's a, that's a conversation. Like I, I, I've been seeing that on the news, like, like almost like they're demonizing black people because they don't go to therapy when we probably need it the most. And in, in all actuality, 
it's like we're not talking about how therapy is or is a rich man's luxury uh it, it's 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 a luxury therapy is a luxury it's not it's not something that anybody can just go to it's very expensive it's hundreds of dollars per hour bro uh who the fuck can afford that and then on top of that there are special things that black people face as well in my opinion if i was to go to therapy i would never go to a white therapist because you don't know what the fuck you're talking to. you don't know my experience you don't know what it's like um and i think black therapists make up like one to two percent of the therapy community um so it's and that's and that's a very small portion so you got to hope there's a black therapist in your city uh so it's like it's like the, the answer is yes and no uh i think that we're starting to come around to it but it's not as easily accessible like anything else um but i also do believe that there are people that think you can just pray away everything and like i said most of those people are hypocrites um that have that, that that love to talk about the sins of other people but all they do is gossip like little bitches and they all have diabetes and heart disease which last time I last time I checked, I'm pretty sure gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins. But you can't tell those people everything. Just pray it all away. Uh, <laughs> the next question comes from It's 51. And he says, in one of your Hokage thoughts, you said you become much more business savvy than when you first started content creation a long time ago. When did you start? When did you start to learn the business and with other creators and whatnot? Um, business savvy. Uh, the best piece of advice I can give you is surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. If you are the smartest person in the room at all times, that is a problem. You will never learn anything. You will always sun everybody. Um, freaking. So, yeah, uh, like people don't believe when I tell people that like heaven is like because she comes across a certain way. She comes across kind of ditzy on stream, uh, but she's actually one of the most intelligent people that I've ever met. Uh, I learned a lot of business shit from her. She she used to run the marketing for Johnson and Johnson shampoo. Yeah. Fortune 500. Uh, and now she does. She does that for um, a big Chinese pharmaceutical company. Uh, so I learned a lot about business and stocks from her as well as Siggy. Um, and then also like other content creators, they teach me that you got to surround yourself with people who know more than you. There's yo humble yourself, dog. If you the moment you humble yourself is when you're going to catch some blessings. Trust and believe you do not know everything. And in exchange, I teach people things about what I know. Um, and that's why I always said that, like, I don't understand the concept of like just emotional friendships. That shit is whack, especially at 30 years old to me. Um, I view, I, I don't care how fucked up it sounds. I view, I view friendship as transact is, is business. It's transactional. Um, if you are my friend, you need to add something to my life. Uh, and in exchange, not only do we grow it with each other, but we also create an emotional bond. I don't understand people who befriend people just to get a hug when you can get so much more out of other people, you can get the hug and the money. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's a good feeling when you see all your niggas is on, right? Like, so surround yourself with business savvy people um and then also read more read every day um my homepage for my web browser is google news read every fucking day start reading business articles start watch reading market watch and all this other stuff you have to take the time like one thing that like really annoyed me is like literally just the other night i was streaming i think it was last night there was this dude in my stream i swear to, and i was ignoring him at first he kept spamming in my chat like every 30 seconds um where where what are some good stocks to invest in where do i go to invest in and like he spammed it like a good 50 times in my chat and at one point i was like yo does this nigga not see i'm ignoring him because i talked about stocks so fucking much i've already said i'm not an expert i'm still learning myself i tell y'all to go listen to the money talks podcast by siggy available on all major platforms it's called money talks podcast go ask heaven uh she be talking about that shit on her stream you motherfuckers don't listen i literally give you the tools and you don't listen uh and that shit pissed me off because i'm sitting there looking i'm like look bro I'm like, and the amount of time that you sat here and spammed me about 
learning the basics of stocks, your ass could have Googled that shit. Like, come on, man. So like, take the time. You got to want to do better. The reality is most people don't want to do better. Most people don't want to do better. I be trying to teach people how to fish. Motherfuckers just want to fish. You ain't getting no fish from me, dog. You can't sit at my table if you ain't help build it. You can't sit at my table if you ain't bring nothing to the potluck. Nope. That's how that's that. <laughs> that's how you should think about life. I love when I come up with fucking analogies. Life is a potluck. You set the table. Your friends better bring something and it better be more than some chips and napkins. I want to see a dish. And Karen, don't bring the raisin casserole because you 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 can't sit here. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully that answered your question. Uh, and the last question comes from Sylvine. And he said, with the current events going in the world, how are you going to stay safe in America as a black man? It's not like anyone is out to hunt for you or anything that, like that. But being black is being black. I hear what you're saying, the capital mess and like Trump being impeached and all that crazy shit. The best way to protect myself as a black man is I stay in the house because COVID's going on. I ain't going nowhere anyway. I'm, sorry. I'm gonna be honest. I just want to be. The only reason I took this question to be a smart ass. I, I don't understand this question. I think the context behind this question would make sense if the world was normal, but it's not. I'm staying my ass in the house because COVID. I don't gotta do. I'm, I'm not worried about the police. Although the police do be breaking in niggas' houses now and shit. But I live in a gated community, so they can't get in my. COVID stopped everything. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please make sure to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. And also. If you want to financially support the show, hit the cash app. Any donation is welcome and it keeps me motivated. If you're watching the video version, please leave a like on the video and comment. Yo, 2021, I'm trying to grow. I'm really tired of y'all telling me how many gems and information that I drop for free and you, you really enjoy it. But it's like, I can't even get two, 3,000 likes on a fucking video. Like, come on, man. Like, I don't feel like I'm asking too much. Like, you don't got to donate. Just hit the fucking like button, my G. If you, if anything, if anything I said, real talk, if anything I said in this podcast today resonated with you, I would really appreciate if you hit the like button. That's what I would like the most if you're watching the video version. Other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you didn't, oh well, fuck you. I'll see you guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts. Thoughts.